we were talking and we found out we had like one of our favorite movies in, in common, which is The Matrix. So I just knew this would be the perfect topic for us to have a conversation about. How you doing today, brother? Um, I'm good. And, uh, you know, yeah, this, this, this Matrix topic, I mean, you know, it's so vast and so deep. Yeah, I mean, you could just you could just analyze and, and just kind of just just go down the rabbit hole. No pun intended. Together for hours, if not right. days. You know, just just you know, rediscovering or, or or finding something new. You know, and then because you know we we probably you know because we have like interests, but we do have you know certain differences. We might even see certain things that are different or perceived you know, this scene or this message or this subliminal piece that's different. And so being able to actually like have somebody that, you know, is into it like that might, you might after 20 years, right? Because right. it came out in 99. So 20 right. years, 21 years at this point, you know, might might throw something at me that I just didn't even know. I didn't catch. Um, and so it'll be really, really good, really fun, really interesting to uh, journey down the rabbit hole with you. And, uh, you know, can't wait. Right on, right on. I agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. I want to give like a little uh, story synopsis, a little, um, and like I said, when I was looking for ones, like we discussed earlier, it was kind of hard to find a good one because most of them are trying not to tell what's going on. And also it's really hard to encompass everything about that movie in just a few words. A little breakdown for it, um, for the movie is basically, it says like, when a beautiful stranger leads a computer hacker named Neo into a forbidden underworld, he discovers the shocking truth, the life he knows it's about to change. I think that's a fair assessment for the movie. This is going to be a deep discussion. So I can't imagine anybody not seeing this movie. But if you haven't seen this movie, um, <laughs> it's up to you if you want to continue to listen or not, or to come back to it. But we're we're gonna we're gonna start from the beginning and just go through these these moments of this movie, um, the things that caught our eye and the things that we enjoyed or some insight that we might have about it. I can't tell you what the matrix is. I have, you have to be shown. Yeah. Who knew that was so true? I didn't know how <laughs> true that actually was. And, um, and in a good way, let's, let's start off. What do you, um, I guess we could start from the beginning. When the movie started, what did you, what was your impressions of the movie? I guess like when, you first saw the trailer, and then also when you start watching the movie, what do you think like the initial part of the movie? Well, first, first off, when that movie came out in '99. I was in the fifth grade. Like I, 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 did, it was, I mean, I it, was, it was really just like an action movie. Okay. Um, and you know, it was just you know, just a, you know, it was a spectacle to see, you know, just because we had never really seen like some of that stuff that had, you know, like that they did. You know, as far as like cinematography, as far as like special effects, so it was really, it was really like this kind of groundbreaking, like remarkable thing. Even for a child, it's like, whoa, look at that! Like, yeah. I remember, you know, it had like this impact on me because I used to, you know, try to do that whole uh, some of the things in the movie, like run on walls and yeah. you know fall and like crack my shoulder, or you know, the whole dodge bullets, mm -hmm. lean back thing, and have my little sister trying to hold me up while you know. It's, it was one of those things where it, like it, it kind of it honestly took it honestly it honestly made you see like it honestly made you want to be like these characters who weren't your typical superheroes that you you kind of grew up you know looking into so at that age of course like i had the batman the superman the x-men you know x-men x-men animated series around that time batman animated series, you know all those you know the, the batman beyond all those 
those those characters are the ones you're following. So then when you see this movie, now you you want to be like them that aren't just your run-of-the-mill you know superheroes. Right. And so you know, I didn't really fully grasp what it was telling me and it, when I was in the fifth grade. But the older I got, and the more I watched the movie, uh, the more it kind of just made sense that this could be real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that's the piece of it. Uh, just correct me if I'm wrong. Are, are we doing like a spoiler-free thing, or can we just like free talk? Free talk, man. This is a discussion okay. between so, people who love the movie. So okay. So I think I think part of the film and, and the story, I should say, the story piece. If you really sit and think about it, you what they did with this story, it honestly posed a question that you really can't answer. Um, is the Matrix real? That is a question that we cannot answer because. If it is real, and we are in this computer-generated dream world, mm-hmm. and the system at bay, of course, uses us for you know this energy to keep the system going, right? This delicate balance of human keeping machine alive, machine keeping human alive. You know, we wouldn't know because we're in this world. You know, yeah. and 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 so, I mean, just that that paradox of could this be real? Like, right. and you wouldn't know. Right, right. So I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, when you you being a little bit older than I was at the time, you know, I mean, what was it for you like when you first kind of like really thought about what the movie, what the story? I, I, I'm I'm gonna ditch the movie part. Just what that story like, you know, like how did it resonate with you, and and how did it make you feel like, you know, when you take a step back and look at the real world after looking at the story, like what was that for you? Man, that movie opened me up. And I think that uh, 99, I had to be in my early 20s. Um, seeing that movie, it was funny. It's almost kind of like having the symptoms of something for a long time, and then you finding out what the problem you have is called. You know, it's like having, you know, like I know that I feel not connected. I know that this feels like, you know, doesn't feel quite right. You don't know why. So it was pretty neat to have something that kind of spoke to the feelings of a person and then it kind of like, you know, gives it a name, gives it gives it um, something to kind of connect to where you could kind of piece it together. Like the terms like with deja vu and things like that or the idea of the matrix and things like that. Like, yeah, that, that makes almost more sense than the quote unquote real answer that we get for those things, you know? Like that makes more sense than the answers I'm getting just being here looking for the places that should have the answers for me. This movie made more sense. It seemed more believable uh, in many ways. So seeing that and being of that age too, it was, it was, a, it was a trip, you know, because I didn't have um, the youth part anymore or, the, or being naive enough to let it slide. Like I knew what it was speaking to. I knew what it was pointing to, you know, I, I had enough time in there to just like, oh yeah. Yeah, him going into that office and somebody's over you and trying to tell you what to do and you're just kind of looking off to the window. You're just looking out the window and just kind of like, your insides want to run, but logic and fear keeps you in place, you know? (laughs) So all that stuff was just very sad in a way because you recognize it, but then also you feel better because at least you're not alone in feeling that way. Like you're not crazy. Like you got confirmation that that is a thing, you know? I think that I think that did a lot with it, but then it was almost eye candy enough to for the inner child of me to to just dig all this special <laughs> effects and all this other kind of stuff. And I really thought it was brilliant how 
subtle, especially the first one, the first movie, the first Matrix movie, how subtle it was, where it was almost a little bit more than normal. So like in the beginning when it stopped, you know, when it started and you had like, um, they go into the hotel and they find this, this person in there, find out her name is Trinity and she's sitting there and she's in that room and the cop is trying to arrest her and she jumps up and gives a kick. Now, the kick was a little more than a normal kick, but the way it was shot with the quote unquote bullet time, it made it special. It was just a little, it was just, it was normal, but it was a little off normal because of the way it was shot. Right. Then when she was getting out of there and she threw the chair and ramped the wall. Now you got people who do parkour that can run up a wall, but she ramped right. the wall just a little bit longer than gravity normal. should let you. Right. So you're watching it and you're thinking like, is that just style <laughs> or did I see that wrong? Cause it wasn't, it wasn't enough to make you know for sure something was going on. And then even when they were doing the rooftop run and she was trying to get away from the cops and the agents and you know, she jumps over the first part of the roof and she jumps over it and then the cops jump over it. And then the quote unquote real cops jump over it and it's fine. And there's a bigger gap the second time she jumps over it, you know, the agent jump over it and the cops can like, we can't do that. <laughs> so I just love how it was just enough to let you know something extra was going on, you know, and let you think it was fine and normal until it just went a little too far. And it's like, okay, that's where reality stops and something else is going on with this movie. What, what, right. what is this? What right. is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a long answer, but <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, thinking about it like that. I mean, you know, like I said, as a kid, I saw it, I was like, whoa, this is superhero stuff right here. Yeah. And, you know, not even thinking about it like that. Like, yeah, it was just a little bit past what the normal person would be able to perceive is doable. Right. Because of the gravity or whatever. Right. I think the, the thing that I, the thing that, one of the things that as I got older that I, that I really respect about the story and the movie was all of the little subtle symbolism or like, you know, like the foreshadowing pieces that they would throw in. So like, for example, um, when <laughs> when he was, after the, the first Trinity scene, and he was on his computer uh, and they were, you know, I think it was either Trinity talking to him through the computer. Yes. And, um, you know, she's telling him, you know, make sure you follow the white rabbit, you know, and then knock, knock, you know, and then so the door opens you know, and, uh, you know, he, he, he said that the gentleman at the door, he's like, you know, you're, you're my own personal savior, man, my own personal Jesus Christ. Right. And, and so you don't think like, you like, oh, okay, it's just whatever. Right. And then he goes, he finds the thing in the Bible, the, but it's like a trick Bible for, mm -hmm. for the little codes. Um, and that's then she turns. His, that's where he kept his little viruses that he would sell. Yeah. Them. Right. Yeah. Contraband. <laughs> it was in this Bible. Right. Or I think it was a Bible. It could have been a dictionary, but I thought it was a Bible. But but then he follows her, right? Follows her to the club. You know, and then, you know, like later on when he's late for work, when he's late for work and then he's talking to his boss and his boss is like, You believe you're a special, you know, that the rules don't apply to you, you know, and all this kind of thing. And it's just it's just the, the foreshadowing of who he is, you know, and who he will be when he finally, you know, like wakes up and stuff like that. This whole like deity Jesus like person, you know, you just think this guy's regular. Right. But all this foreshadowing and that he's not regular. 
And then right. as the story unfolds, you find out how, how really not regular he, he really is and his abilities and all that stuff like that. So I love those little subtle pieces of a story um, and just those little tidbits that they would drop, you know, yeah. buckle the seat belt, you know, Dorothy, because Kansas is going bye-bye. <laughs> right. Morpheus held out the blue pill mm-hmm. and the red pill. It's like you take the blue pill, you wake up in your bed and you believe whatever you want, but you take the red pill and I'll show you just how deep the rabbit hole goes. And he takes the pill because he wants to see how deep the rabbit hole goes, right? Right. He's like, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. But little subtle stuff like that is, you know, when he says that, you're thinking like, what does he mean by that? Right. Right. Like, right. all I'm offering is the truth. Like, so he takes the pill and then, you know, I guess when they're setting him up to, you know, like, and still in the Matrix to get fired up, he's that pill was a, a trace program to mm-hmm. figure out and pinpoint your location. And we were like, what? Right. And then you, you, you find out, like, in the next scene, oh, his, loca- his location, like... Yeah, and that's crazy. And what's funny is they kind of played with that tracker thing before that, even before the scene when he got to Morpheus, when the cops caught him mm. and they put that tracker in him, and you and it almost turns sci-fi because it's almost kind of like you know oh, I, i'm gonna make my phone call i'm gonna i'm gonna call my lawyer and then <laughs> and the agent was like how you gonna call a lawyer when you can't speak and he's like and, and he's looking around like y'all gonna jump me in here y'all gonna beat me right. what do you mean go, you, you gonna waterboard me like what are you gonna do to me and then yeah. you see his mouth get all gummed up and he don't have a mouth and then they hold him down and they have like this little Look like a little bug, bug. mechanical bug thing tracer, and they put yeah. it in his belly button. And you like, what is going on with this dude? And it's a trip because you're like, is this real or is he dreaming? And it's a trip because <laughs> after that happens and he's like screaming and they drop that little thing and it goes into his stomach, he wakes up from a dream. So you're kind of like, okay. So he just had a nightmare and they just playing with his head. This can't be, okay. So they just messing with him. That didn't really happen until he ran to Trinity and the rest of the folks and they had that that debugger and pulled yeah. that thing out of him out when he was awake. And it was just like, oh, that wasn't, wasn't fake. That was, <laughs> that was real. But like you said, when, when that whole thing, when he was propositioning him with the, you know, the red and blue pill, that was a trip. And I, and I thought it was so brilliant with the reflection of the glasses, how it represented choice. Like they use a mm-hmm. lot of things like monitors and reflections to be like, this is the choices that you have to do things. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you choose this or you choose that. And this just to determine what the next set of choices is gonna be. But like, when, when he did say that, like you said, I didn't understand like, yeah. So are they gonna just gonna go give him this book and be like, hey, read this book or tell him the truth? <laughs> I didn't know the truth was gonna be thrusted upon him because it turned right. into a whole different kind of movie. After right. he took that pill and I'm like, what am I watching? Like, wait, what, wait, wait, what is, what? Like, <laughs> or, you know, and think about it, like the other piece where Apoc tells him, you know, we're still looking and Trinity say he's going to the cardiac arrest and you're yeah. still not really understanding like right. what's happening here. But in the real world, they're forcing him to go into cardiac arrest so that he appears dead to the machine. So they flush him and he's right. just like, Really? Right. Like, you know, like, right. what? like oh my right. God, this is dope. Because you just don't, when you're watching it for the first time, you're like, what? You know, like, what is happening? Like, it's two different worlds, two, you know? Yeah. And so it, it was really good, really well done like that. Um, and those beginning pieces of transitioning from what the Matrix 
looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And to what the real world looks like. And when he wakes up, you know, after he's been flushed, he wakes up and he's like, and Morpheus looks at him and says, welcome to the real world. He like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, what? And then you see it. It's just like, wow. It was hard. It was crazy because what we were technically watching was the real world. And then right. the real world was our sci-fi. Right. So, so it was kind of backwards. So they telling you to believe in sci-fi is real and this structure that we live in now, that's fake. And it was just like, right. it straight flipped it around. Cause I was looking at him like, where's his hair at? Why he look like, you know, right. like I thought he was in a nightmare, but that was the, him going to the office with the boss. That was the nightmare. That was the nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> or yeah, the, the, that was the nightmare. That was the nightmare. Um, <laughs> you know, when Morpheus put him in the construct program oh, and he yeah. was kind of trying to explain like what the matrix is, you know, he's like, you have to be shown, of course, right? And he tells him, you know, basically the matrix is a prison for your mind. That prison was so powerful. that you cannot taste, you cannot see, taste, or touch. Touch. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Woof. Oh man, I mean it's like that's a lot. Because then I ask you, like, then then that makes you think: well, How do you beat it? How do right. you escape? How do how do you how do you know? Right? right. You know what I'm saying? Or or when make when when Neil asked him, "Is this real?" It's like, well, what is how do real? You find real, like <laughs> right. you know, right. you know, is it is it what you can see, what you can taste, what you can touch, what you can smell? Real is nothing but you know simulated nerve endings you know, at, in your brain telling you what it is. Right, right. Wow. Man, you know, wow. and, and then he tells him, he's like, this is what you think is real. Right. And shows him his time. What what he had perceived was his time, right? Right. You know, with the, the skyscrapers and the buses and, and technology, you know, on the cusp of like overexpanding all this stuff. And then he tells him, Welcome to the desert of the real. And you see this like mm. desolate, like post-apocalyptic <laughs> guy like Right. Like, wait a minute. But like you said, you know, the sci-fi is is the real. Yeah. And we were we were giving we were given and we're in this prison of the fate that we think is real. Which brings right. me back to that first question. Like, how do we actually know? Right. Right, and right. we aren't in now. Right, right. And it, it, you, you kind of don't know until that until that door is open because it was just interesting too, how he saw that valley of the rip. That that was a trip, and the, and the fact that they're, he was assuming that maybe that they are farther along in the future than they actually think they are. You know. Yeah. It's just crazy the process of everything and how the ones that are rejected they're used as food to feed the others and all that. Just the whole the whole cycle of the thing, you know. And like yeah. he was pretty much plugged in and how he broke it down to saying like we're basically a battery because we scorched the earth to stop the solar power. So they figured out another way to get power was to <laughs> was to breed people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was like, he's like, it's ironic, you know, because right. throughout the course of history, humans have become dependent upon machines mm-hmm. to make life easier to live upon. I mean, think about it, even now, ventilators and, and, and all these like extra machines that keep people alive. Or, pacemakers. You know, pacemakers, right? All, all kind of monitors. And stuff, yeah. Yeah. So then it's ironic that after we mess up the earth to try to stop them, mm-hmm. they depend on us now to keep them going keep them because going, they yeah. can't use the sun anymore. Right. Right, right. You know, it's just, it was just like 
oh my goodness, like, I, you know, the, again, the story, it's just, it's so crazy because it just makes you think like, this would be the perfect, the perfect cover up. Yes, like this would. would be it. <laughs> it would be a perfect cover up. And you just, you just wouldn't know, you know? And then like you hear, so, so here, here's the other piece. So venture not, you know, rolling with the story, right? Mm-hmm. You know, again, so he was the, the allegory piece of him being this Jesus character, right? Right. You know, and think about like when you hear about certain pieces, especially in like biblical accounts where you had like Moses who was like 200 years old or you had Jesus that walked on water, was raised again. You know, you had all these like these people in these biblical times that did these things that, of course, they don't happen now that we know of. Yeah. They don't happen now. Right. And of course, you know, you have folks who think, no, that can't be real. Um, right. because you can't that doesn't happen now right right and so it's it's almost like it's almost like if it was real the system telling us this cannot be you can't do these things right mm-hmm. don't stray too far from the program right 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 don't because you know you'll you hurt yourself or it's not real or you can't do this so right. you know I, I think the movie just like what his boss was telling him you think you're special Right. <laughs> and, and right. And that's how the world is. That's how society is. It's to beat you down just to keep you down. You know, it's yeah. like, so you won't know who you are. So you can't be who you supposed, who you're supposed to be. This is, it's almost a damn plague that everybody's almost in the wrong place. Somebody might be a singer and they're a doctor and somebody that should be a doctor is probably a garbage man. Or it's, it's just so crazy. And our, and, and the fact that we're willing to accept what we're being told about ourselves and what we're being dealt to us, you know? It's, it's just like, but if you don't have a sense of self, then everything that you get, you feel is for you. Yeah. You don't know who you are to know that that's not for me. Yeah. You know, it was just so much truth in it, but... um, No, and so, you know, venturing on to, to this other piece that impacted me, like, next level, there was a scene where uh, Morpheus is, uh, he's still trying to explain the Matrix uh, to Neo, and he's so he, he's walking. I don't remember. He's walking down that sidewalk, and so everybody. It was yeah. so funny the way they did that. So everybody, so everybody's walking around Morpheus, of course, but everybody's like bumping into Neo. Like, yes. you know, he doesn't have that confidence yet, right? So there, it's like almost like a virus. And there, it was like in the scene them showing how the Matrix will do you because he's explaining it. You know. The Matrix is a system, Neil. In that system, you see teachers, carpenters, mailmen, firefighters, right? And he's like, but did you have to understand any given point, these people are here to protect the system and they'll die to, you know, they'll die for the system. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like when they were attacking him, it's like, it's like what happens with a virus. Yeah. If you're the virus, right? If you think about it, if you're the virus or the the system sees you or your immune system sees you as a virus, they're going to attack you. Right. They're not gonna get. They're gonna. They're not gonna make it easy for you. So when they were bumping into him, I love that piece. But then when he tells them, he's like, like I said, the system. Anybody there, will, they'll protect the system, and they'll die doing it. And if you look at like the way things are now, mm-hmm. you have people like that in the real world right now, right. who will die to protect the way it is. You know, this whole right. "Make America Great Again" BS. Yeah, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. People will die to protect the system in the way it has been because they don't want to change. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, I mean, if you think about it, like just the way like this story had played it out, it was just 
you know, it's so much. I, I was telling people, I, I tell people when I watch this movie, like this movie, you can attribute so much to the story because it's it's it goes beyond just like the sci-fi piece. Yes. You know, anything you have that's set in place that that the majority of people love and, and depend on like that, mm-hmm. they're gonna fight to keep it established. Right. Um, and if you're like this Malcolm X, this Martin Luther King, this 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 person that's coming to disrupt the status quo, just like Neo would be, yeah. they're gonna try to take you out, you know, right. just like they did him. So you know, that part impacted me a lot too. Yeah, I like that part too. And um, it's funny because the way I took it too with that, and it was a very telling scene too. Um, but what kind of got me what when Morpheus said that any potential person in there could be an agent. Mm. I thought that was very powerful. Like anybody, yeah. so don't take it for granted that you're okay and everybody is just harmless around you. Anybody there is potential agent. Yeah. He's, what he, say? he says in the system, they are everyone. Yeah. They everyone. are no one. They're no one. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, systematic. Man. Systematic. Yeah. And there's plenty of things that are systematic that we deal with in, 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 yeah. this, in this world that, you know, you, you think you're fine until you get pulled over. You think right. it's fine <laughs> until you try to move into this neighborhood. You think you're fine until you try to get this loan. You think mm-hmm. you're fine until you try to get this job. Right. You think you're fine. Until you're, until you're not. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> until you're not. Until you're not. Right. Hey, this is Jay. And I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this conversation is part of a larger conversation that continues on the next episode. Thanks for listening.